Now, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Really good about this one, actually, because this is not one of the you know usual cases on the show where I'm like, you know, I skipped part two, but here we are with part 18, and I'll get around to doing part three after we do part 32. You know, this is a series that you know, fortunately for me and fortunately for the listeners who like the consistency, it's not all over the place. I think I have I think it's safe to say I've covered every movie in the franchise. Now, it's not like a thousand of these movies, obviously, but, you know, we're on number six, Scream Six. And I can I can truthfully say I've done commentary for all the movies. I believe Scream One was an intoxic commentary. I remember because I had a ball, you know, a good time, uh, uh you know, with that movie, like I always do, um, scream two, that's in the can scream three, which is still, you know what? We'll, we'll save it for the ranking, but scream three is near and dear to my heart. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't care about the haters. I am a scream three fan. Uh, you know, I've, I've done scream four. I think it was on maybe the ninth or 10th anniversary of its release. And, um, I remember doing, I think I did both. A re- did I do a review for scream uh, five? I think I did a review and commentary for scream five. But um, here we are, people, you know, to say the least, with Scream 6. Now, I think I think I can say this. I think I can say that after all my red flags and all my concerns about Scream 5, um, the fact that it turned out as great as it was, I'm not even going to say good. I thought Scream 5 was a great comeback for the series, especially with new directors behind the, you know, um, behind what Wes Craven had left you know, for people to, you know, save her and scream for again. I think that uh, it was safe to say I went into Scream 6 pretty confident, man. Uh, The only thing that probably was bothering me was the fact that we were going to set it in New York. And I'm like, oh, my God, man. You know, it didn't even help that they were setting it in New York. And I've got nothing against New York, man. Shout out to all my listeners that are from NY, whether it's the BX or, you know, Brooklyn, whatever, wherever you from. Shout out to all my listeners in NY. It's just that it's the fact that so many horror movies just is it's very easy to, to make it take place in New York. You want to go to the Statue of Liberty. You want to go to Times Square. Like, I understand it's a monumental setting, but I've seen it before. I've seen it done a lot. Um, and then it didn't help that everybody was making fan art of Ghostface Takes Manhattan, you know, in the, in the essence of Jason Takes Manhattan. I was like, oh, my God, man, Ghostface is in the bodega. You know, it's weird to see him in the bodega with a shotgun. And I don't want him in Times Square slashing people up, hiding in plain sight. But, um, you know, they had dropped the trailer where Ghostface was on the train. It was a teaser trailer where Ghostface was on the train. And, you know, we see our survivors from, you know, Scream 5. But we see Mindy uh, in particular was attacked in that teaser trailer. And I was like, eh, that trailer didn't do anything for me. It didn't pack any oomph. But there was there, there were a lot of people that are actually from the New York area who were like, you know what, as a native of the of this city, is spot on for me. This is how this is how congested it is and crowded it is on the trains and you know in the streets and things like that. So a lot of people that are from New York actually enjoyed the the teaser and they were ready for more. Now when I saw the full trailer, I'm like, okay, bet. This seems very relentless. It feels very dark. It feels very different. You do you get little to no humor, at least for me, in the um in in the um in, in the Scream Six trailer. And I'm all for that, man. If this is to be the darkest entry and, you know, the most mean-spirited, cool. I'm all for it. We got a lot of mean-spirited shit in the last movie, especially with the death of, spoiler alert, Dewey Riley, man. Rest in peace. Shout out to Dewey Riley. David Arquette did a great job in that last movie. And um, speaking of great jobs, while we jump into, uh, you know, who's behind this, Radio Silence came back 
And I, I was just doing a little bit of praising on their behalf uh, in my Fast 10 review where I said that a lot of these new directors jump into these well-oiled machines that people have already established prior. And it's a seamless transition. Um, and one of the things that I said in particular was I think I said something along the lines of, um, you know, had somebody not even looked at who wrote and directed, you would think Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven were still behind the you know in the director's chair and the writer's chair of this movie because it feels like scream you know the tone is a tad bit different obviously the setting's different we're not in woodsboro and um we're not anywhere near the hollywood sign you know from from scream 3 but it's it's like i said it's a seamless transition i can't praise that enough man because radio silence you know i remember when i had my reservations about them doing scream 5 i was like all right man i don't know if they're equipped for this i remember seeing ready or not and i did the commentary for that y'all can dig through the record and check that out if y'all want but i remember after doing my commentary for ready or not i remember telling myself i think i gave it like a 9 out of 10 i said i am so on board with radio silence directing this not to mention i think they were behind some of the vhs segments i'm not sure if it was the first or a second one um, hopefully it wasn't the third one because VHS three is complete garbage with the exception of that boneyard skateboard segment. But that's neither here nor there, people. Here we are with the sixth go round, the sixth time to scream again. And I'm excited to get this commentary out, man. I was supposed to do I had my notes ready and everything to do the review. And, you know, shit and life happens at once. And I didn't get a chance to do it. But I feel like hopefully this will suffice for, you know, y'all get what the fuck I'm saying, man. I'm excited for this. You know, like I said, Radio Silence is back to, um, you know, uh, uh, write and direct. Kevin Williamson has a hand in. I don't know if he had a hand in the script or if he was just executive producing or producing this. But Kevin Williamson is overseeing the project. And rightfully so. I feel like. You know, him and Wes Craven worked on so many projects together. That was, um, you know, in a world where George A. Romero, rest in peace to uh, the late great, the GOAT, um, in a world where people like George A. Romero and Tom Savini had this, uh, you know, just such a good camaraderie amongst each other. I feel like Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson had the same thing. They were each other's right hand man um, as far as the craft goes. And I, I think it's great now that Wes Craven's no longer with us, that Kevin Williamson is deciding to oversee this project and make sure you know, that Radio Silence and everybody else involved will make something that Wes Craven, is, you know, would be proud of. And I, I do believe in my heart that if he was still alive and around today and, you know, maybe still making movies, he would definitely be proud of this. I, I'm almost certain of that. Um, but then again, there are some people who would probably think I'm full of shit. I don't know. But, you know, we got, um, you know, Courtney Cox as far as the OG OG characters. Courtney Cox is back as Gail Weathers. No Sidney Prescott here. And honestly, people... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not going to sit up here and say I don't miss her, but I almost forgot she was a part of the franchise when I saw the trailer and the movie in its entirety. This movie functions pretty fucking well without Nev Campbell. I'm sorry, man. It's the Laurie Strode syndrome where I want them to remember that there's a possibility you can make a good screen movie without Sidney Prescott. Sidney Prescott's one of the greatest final girls of all time. Don't get me wrong. And um, I love Nev Campbell outside of the Scream franchise, but um you know there there's a point and i've said this before there's a point where these movies um it's time to move on from these from these central characters and introduce it to a new generation of characters for a new generational audience but you know as far as the ogs are concerned we got courtney cox back we got fucking hayden pantiera back as kirby and i called it i was saying it for years we didn't see kirby die in part four fuck that she's still alive and here she is people i'd be knowing 
I'll be knowing what I'm talking about. Melissa Barrera is back as Sam Carpenter. Jenna Ortega, who's amazing in everything and is taking the genre by storm. She's back as Tara. Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooden are back as Mindy and Chad. And I'm so glad to see that, you know, the the, the black character survived in a screen movie, man. It's not uncommon. You know, um, Dwayne Martin survived in, um, you know, in, uh, in, in part two. And there is speculation that Dwayne Martin's character uh he might be chad and mindy's dad i don't know but well you know and and for the og people ski Ulrich is back in some type of way he's back in sam's psychotic and psychological flashback sequences you know she's having flashbacks of her dead father just like billy said in the first movie to sydney roger jackson's back doing ghost faces voice um jack champions here josh cigara as far as the new people go of uh, devin nicota i believe you pronounce her name as tony revelori is in here at some point um samara weaving You've got uh, that guy who was in um, Copycat, uh, Dur Dermot Moroni. He plays Detective Bailey. He's in here. I don't, you know, we'll get to his character as the movie progresses. We got Leanna Lamberato. I don't know if I said her name right. Uh, I think this coffee, it, it's definitely doing its job, people. But we're about uh, roughly, no, we are. We just officially hit it. I'm talking shit. Nine minutes into this intro people it's a long intro now this is streaming on paramount plus people and that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me man and y'all know if y'all are tuning in y'all are the true to the reviews mvp so without further ado let's cap this at least you know until they make scream 7 let's cap this um you know the series commentary off the right way people with scream 6 i will hit the play button in three two one come on god damn it i'm ready for it Paramount logo all crispy. You hear the little knife shingles. L listen, does it ever bother anybody that I don't know if this happened before the Scream movies came out, but the knife makes, you know, is there like a button on the knives in Scream that they could just make sounds on their own? Never mind. Let me let me shut up. Stop asking questions I might not want the answers to. said hasta fuego ain't that from bad boys three i don't know um but that was a nice little it's small but it's a nice little twist because you automatically think somebody's going to answer that phone and ghostface is going to be on the other end of it but nope there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie that i adore man there's a lot of hate for this movie i, I just don't understand this is another thing i called um i i knew because we only saw samara weaving in one or two shots of every trailer I knew she was going to be the opening kill. I knew it. And then the, the shot of her was in the alleyway. And, um, you know, there was that shot of Ghostface in the alleyway that they released. I said, oh, yeah, she's 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 not going to be in this movie very long. And she's Radio Silence alumni. Um, you know, she was the 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 lead in Ready or Not. She did great in that movie. She's one of the greatest final girls ever. I'm sorry. Uh, I also liked her for the moments that she was in. Um, who was it? Uh, oh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Well, um, it's 
very cool restaurant. Is it on Hudson? Yes. Am I on Hudson? I don't know. I am not on Hudson. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm now walking towards Hudson. I'm so, so sorry. This is not the first impression I wanted to make on a college professor. Oh, associate professor, and it's just film studies, so... Just film studies? Don't, don't, don't be so modest. That's amazing. You can tell her character hasn't had sex in a long time. It's been a long two hours for her. She's like, yo, I am striking out all over the place. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say anything at all about how, for as slim as she is, Samara Weaving's a little caked up in this dress. I'm not going to say anything about that at all. I'm not going to say nothing about it, I promise. Caked up for anybody that, you know, I, I had to bring it back up, but if nobody knows what caked up is, it's a reference to a woman's ass. Yeah, I don't see you either. It's a compliment, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it no more, damn it. 20th century slashers, huh? Yeah, are you sure you're walking towards Hudson? I'm sure. Oh, wait, I think I see you. Can you, can you wave? For her to be in film studies, you know, focusing on slasher movies, she's, she's not too bright in this case. Now I knew this was a setup because any, 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 now I don't know. I'm not going to say any real motherfucker, but they'd have been on the other end of the phone. Like, hold on. I'm about to bust this dude in his head with something because he keep following me. Now we heard the voice modulator go off. A la Scream 3 and Scream 5. Let me just say, uh, Ghostface is not fucking around in this movie, man. These deaths are brutal. Shit. Now I see something red. Whew. 
this threw me for a loop. First of all, that's a badass shot right there of Ghostface Mash just sprayed with blood. But, you know, you think as he slashes her for the last time, the fucking boom, Scream 6 logo is going to pop up. But they linger on it. And then this happens. Take the mask off and it's Flash from fucking Spider-Man Homecoming. I did like this is this is probably one of the best intros um, in the series. Is it the best? No, I think that goes to the original Scream. But this intro, um, she, this is this this is definitely one of the best ones. I don't know how how I would rank the Scream intros. I think off the rip, if I had to pick, I would go Scream One, Scream Two, and then this one. But this one hits different. This introduction for me because check this shit out, man. This is. This is the more disturbing, terrifying thing in the Scream series for me. The fact that he just murdered Samara Weaving. Yeah, like this? You know, this is the more disturbing things about this franchise the fact that he just murdered this teacher this professor dumped the costume and is just walking carelessly amongst um you know just all these potential victims we've never seen that in a scream movie but you know we only notice that when we go back and watch it and we know who the killer is but to just see him interact with people try to lure tara and um sam to this party like it's it's something we haven't seen man and i love that they did that because that that's a scary thought man like these murderers just just coexisting regularly around these like i said these potential victims and if you didn't hear that in the background that was uh when wayne gets his camera knocked out of his hand and jason takes manhattan i remember when i heard that when i first saw this i was like yep i know what it is i know what movie that is i'm sorry okay i I just got massive blue balls, and I had to practice. Please don't be mad. How mad are you? First of all, I'd never say that to another grown-ass man. I don't really give a shit who's mad. This is Greg, right? Who else would it be? Where are you? I want to tell you about it. Oh, by the way... We should go to that frat party. Tara's going. What was it like? Not on the phone, man. And seriously, turn off the fucking voice modulator. Turn off the voice modulator. You're scaring me, even though I just murdered somebody. You've got to have your practice. I get mine. Whatever. Just tell me what it felt like. Then maybe I'll come out. Dude, I know you're not here. Humor me. All right, fine. Now, I wonder if Rob Hayden, uh, obviously, Jason Takes Manhattan is a Paramount movie. Um, Scream is now a Paramount slash Spyglass movie. So I'm pretty sure they had the, you know, they had the, you know, they probably had carte blanche from Paramount to use this this footage of Jason Takes Manhattan. But I wonder if the director, Rob Hayden, got, you know, some credit or some money for this. Just meat. 
I love that when he, as he's building up to how she died, and he's like, she was just meat. In the background, that's the moment. The moment he says that, that's the moment that Jason kills Tamara. The little things, man. She gave me a C minus on my Jello paper. Is that why you killed her? Because of the C minus? Who's next here? Great school vice principal. You know who's next. Why are you being like this? Come on, Jason. Why are you stupid? How long have we known each other? You tell me. I like this though because even though he's not the like one of the core spoiler alert killers. Um, it always, it, I've always been curious to know what, what are serial killers afraid of? It's like, how many times do we have to do this shit? Douche nozzle. I forgot what movie that was from where somebody actually used that line. Cold. Is that a Jason poster in the background that says we hate movies? I don't know if I saw that before. Disco. Don't you fucking Uma Thurman directing John Travolta in Pulp Fiction? Hey! Love that mask, man. Oh my god, that mask. Oof, oof. Oh. Oh my god. Oh. Insides on the outsides. Oh yeah. This might be one of the best horror intros ever. I don't know who this is rapping. We see a lot of um, Easter egg costumes in this movie, too, man. At some point, I think there's like Freddy, Michael Myers and Pinhead and Samara. Somebody's dressed up like Samara Weaving and Ready or Not. Like so many Easter eggs from Radio Silence. What I'm really worried about is you. You've been coming here for six months now. And all we've really spoken about is how your sister isn't dealing with uh, whatever happened to both of you a year ago. 
You've alluded to an abusive relationship issues with your father, but every time I push you for specifics, you shut down. I have trust issues. No shit. Um, Melissa Barrera. I didn't think she was a bad actress in uh, Scream 5, but I just think in certain moments where it counts... You know, as far as her being the new, basically the new Sydney Prescott, she's the new protagonist, the lead protagonist here. I just think uh, Jenna Ortega was acting circles around her in some sequences, but I like her a lot more. I didn't dislike her, but I like her a lot more in this movie. It's kind of like, you know, Lisa Wilcox in comparison to the Dream Master and the Dream Child. He was also a serial killer and only dating me because he idolized my father. Him and his psycho girlfriend killed a bunch of people. And when I got out that I'm Billy's daughter, this crazy rumor started online that I orchestrated the whole thing and framed them. He's writing this shit down like, uh-huh, this is getting good. He's like, oh, I actually followed this Ritual Instagram page. I'd have been like, yeah, I, you can't come back here for therapy mm-hmm. sessions. This is over because now I'm a victim. He almost killed my sister. Not a victim, but a target. Before I stopped him. Okay, and how, how, how did you stop him? Well, I stabbed him 22 times and slit his throat. Shit. And then I shot him in the head. But that's not why I'm here. Yeah, you, you definitely can't come back for any sessions, lady. Why are you here? Because... It felt right. He's like, oh my god, this is great stuff. Uh, I think we're done here. <laughs> Freaked him out real quick. No, you said give you details. I'm just... I, I, I'm not equipped to deal with this kind of uh, thing. Please, Dr. Stone. Now see, this is one of the... Listen, man. By law, I'm required to report this to the authorities. Report it? Report what? Nothing against people that go to therapy. Um, I think mental health and therapy is very important. I think it's something that's not taken seriously at all nowadays, and it should be. Um, but as a therapist, you got to be ready for whatever these people are going to throw at you, man. Like, you never know what deep-rooted shit you're getting people to open up about. And then when she finally opens the fuck up, he's like, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not equipped to handle this. Hey, Beach Tara, why aren't you texting me? You know you're supposed to pick up when I call. She just better pay her phone bill. About 18 locks on that door. That is a nice ass apartment. I've heard that, you know, the cost of living ain't cheap in New York. But I'm almost sure that apartment, uh, like the rent for that apartment is probably $7 million. Plus tax. That doesn't include utilities. When? Use a rubber. Are we being too loud? Not at all. Have you seen Tara? Uh, don't be mad. 
How did she hop off the dick that fast to walk to the door? Uh, never mind, man. I mean, look, just say you're hot in the ass. Alright? Okay. To each their own, but... Uh, this one's yours. Thanks. Where's Tara? She went to the Omega Kappa Beta party. I begged her not to go to that, and we've now arrived at that. Do you know if she at least took her taser? I cannot speak to how heavily armed Tara is at this fraternity party. Jesus, man, that dude is clingy as fuck in the bedroom. Listen, Quinn, you know, Quinn's got, like, a different guy in her room all the time. Uh, she calls herself sex positive. You know, like I said, tweets their own, but Quinn must have been laying that snatch on these motherfuckers because he's like, babe, are you coming back? Babe, who's cute guy? Babe, who's short this guy? What are you doing, babe? It's like, God damn. Nick. Now, I wonder if Too Short got a check because they're playing, I think that's that Blow the Whistle song. You know, at every frat party, there's going to be a motherfucker with a toga on. It's mandatory. I got a ghost face mask right there. It doesn't bother you? I mean, being at a house party after you were almost brutally murdered at a house party? No, I think of it like being struck by lightning. The odds of it happening twice to the same person are extremely low. Huh. Guess I should stay close to you then. <laughs> and I, you know, for the moments they showed them, I did like Annika and um, Mindy together. Got to be partying hard for all the kegs to be done for. I think I said this shit before when um. I think it was one of my birthday weekends. Uh, I, I did a keg stand for the first time. It was, it was pretty scary, but it was actually fun. That was one of the best parties I've ever been to, actually. Ugh. Don't get me wrong. I drink Fireball. I could never just... Uh, She's like, he's got fireball. I'm good. You guys don't have to wait for me. Don't worry. I'll take care of you. I'm Frankie. And I'm spectacularly uninterested in knowing anything about you. <laughs> no, dude, Annika, I'm not that bad. But I appreciate you looking out for me. She's trying to cope by just walking off with any old Lucini is playing in the background, one of the greatest songs ever. Shut up! You got my confidence. Plus, look at you, man. 
that? What? Practice me an entire meal all on your own. Really? Yeah. You're Ethan Landry. Hey. Let's call that man a snack. My friend here is a snack, right? She's like, eh. Partner. Let's go, Chad. Now, originally, at first sight of this scene. At first sight of the scene, I thought that Chad was just being like a surrogate big brother to uh, Tara, but he's sweet on her throughout this entire movie, and I was rooting for them to hook up, man. And um, it's not that I dislike Chad in the, in the last movie, but I like Chad way more in this movie, man. Chad is that bull in this movie. Could you imagine the counseling that the counselor would need after counseling both of them back to back in a counseling meeting? So you're just gonna pretend it never happened. I don't know if I broke the fifth wall with that shit or what. In New York. I mean you you're working two shitty jobs to help with whatever, but what's your plan? She's like, I, I don't know, another sequel after this. Okay, because I'm I'm gonna keep going to college, I'm gonna get my degree, and I'm gonna live my life. My life. Okay, I know. I'm not gonna lie. Sam would have dog walked that chick all over the cobblestone. Shut the fuck up, Ethan Landry. I, I don't like his character. I don't. Um, for obvious reasons as the movie goes along and we get towards the ending, but I don't like his character. He reminds me of like fucking like like if he was Jeremy Sisto's psychotic little brother. I love that we brought Tara's uh, inhaler back into the mix. Talker, much? 
Yeah, you got nerve. I'm gonna go let you guys chat. She's rooting for everybody to fuck in this movie. Thank you. You can um go back to your dorm. I'm pretty sure the fighting is done for the day. It's too bad. Oh, that's what I was gonna say early on when they when they introduced Chad again. I kind of speculated slightly, not a lot. I'm not gonna front like I knew, but I didn't know that was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s fucking son. But it makes sense. Like the once I found out, I'm like, oh, I get it. Mason Gooding, I I hope to see him in like a lot of movies outside of the Scream franchise. But he was in that movie Fall. Uh, I didn't, maybe I'll do like an intox commentary for that movie one day. Uh, that movie is hilarious, but Mason Gooding's not in it very long at all. I think you're really special. But I I really like his character in this movie. And two people looking at each other like that, just do it. Just make it happen. There's no point in even waiting. Cock blocking. Did I cock block you? Yeah, you did. Um, and you know what's crazy? It only took a year's time for Chad to get over his girlfriend. I think his girlfriend's name was Liv in the last movie. You know, don't don't worry about the fact that you know she got her fucking brains blown out by Amber during the killer reveal moment. <laughs> he just moved on. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't really like her that much anyway. Now, this dude who plays um, a Sam's boyfriend who lives, like, across the hall or whatever, I thought this was the dude from Claws. You know, Niecy Nash's on and off boy toy, but I don't think that's him. But I love how he was going to walk past her and, you know, play along with what she wants, and she just grabbed him and needed that smooch. This is a nice little makeout session they shared right there. That shit was intense. But she's like, yeah, careful, somebody might see us. All that other bullshit. It's like, all right, girl, like, I get it. Your boyfriend tried to slaughter you. You got trust issues, but this ain't that, man. Just let me love you. Now, I don't know if, if, you know, because I get him and the guy from Claws confused, because they look so much alike, I'm not sure if it's him or the guy from Claws who's playing Hellboy. You know, Hellboy, they've got another movie coming out, they just rap filming, and the guy, look, I don't know who the fuck it is. Everybody's getting cock blocked tonight. What's going on? Where the mutilated bodies 
They must got money like that to just be packing up and just moving whenever they want. Sam ain't fucking around. Dale Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders. Why did everyone just freak out when her phone rang? You gotta keep up, my dude. Sam? God, he is fucking Jeremy Sisto 2.0. He's Jeremy Sisto 2.0 or somebody else I cannot put my finger on right now. I was actually just about to call you. Well, my sister thinks I'm probably overreacting. No, unfortunately, you're not. What do you mean? What's going on? Uh, I'm afraid I need you to come down to the station. I'm trying to relive my... Days of playing in copycat with Sigourney Weaver. Sam, slow down. Tara? No. Get back inside. Lock the door. Are you serious? Now you don't want to stick together? Fine. Hey, Richie from Beyond the Grave. I never deleted his contact. This is coming from his number. Don't pick that up. Yeah, she's got some closure issues, too. Like, why wouldn't you delete his contact after what happened? Who is this? Hello, Samantha. Did you miss me? I want you to think Listen, if me and somebody break up, I'm definitely not keeping her number in my phone. Uh, but if she tries to kill me, I'm definitely not keeping her number in my phone. That motherfucker look like Paul Rubens. Pee Wee Herman, for anybody that doesn't know. That's what that dude look like. protecting us now? Not quite. I'm going to show the world who you really are. A liar and a killer. I'm going to punish you, Sam. You shouldn't believe everything you read on the internet, asshole. Don't be cute. You're gonna pay for what you did. I wish everybody understood that. Until I butchered you. You and anyone who gets between us. You and Tara better watch your back. You better watch yours. <laughs> There you go. They're not running fast enough for me. Ghostface is like, for real? Now, who, who in their right mind is going to intervene in that shit? I'm getting the fuck out of there. 
Now this dude that plays the store owner, the bodega owner, he looks like the guy that played Cropsy in the in the burning. Like before Cropsy was all burned up. He's like, oh god damn it. Left the knife inside of him. Woo! Night night. Now I remember this image came out, and like I said, it was very weird to see, but it, it just let me know. Ghostface is fucking tired of these people. Like, if I gotta get a shoddy, like motherfucking John Gotti, then that's what I'm gonna do. Um, and everybody's like, Ghostface doesn't use guns. Technically, Ghostface does use guns, uh, just when the costume is off. Billy used, Billy, you know, he had the gun, Stu had a gun. Mrs. Loomis had a gun. Mickey had a gun. Roman Roman's the only ghost face that's had a gun and used it in costume without the mask, though. He had the garb on. Um, what the fuck is that girl's name? Jill and Charlie had a gun in part four, and Richie and Amber had guns in part five. Ghost it's not uncommon for Ghostface to have a gun in his possession, his or her. You got to stay gender neutral here. One thing about Ghostface, um, you know that his, that is always on point continuity-wise. When these motherfuckers put that costume on, they turn into the clumsiest sons of bitches ever. Damn, they really stuffed that dude in the fucking refrigerator. That's vicious. One of my biggest concerns with this detective Bailey, um, you know, when I saw when when I heard the casting of him, I, was, I wasn't excited at all. And I'm just like, oh, the guy from Copycat, what the fuck? And I was like, please don't let this dude try to be Dewey 2.0 because it's just not going to sit well with me at all. Probably be somebody close to you. 
I wouldn't be knowing your friends. Well, we moved here with Mindy and Chad for summer semester like six months ago. So, Quinn, um, Ethan, Annika, all since then. I think I can vouch for Quinn, so that's one less we have to worry about. Of course you vouch for your daughter. Anyone that might want to target you. You biased motherfucker. Not anyone he's still alive. Yikes. The FBI's here. Claiming jurisdiction. Where are they? There she is. Spice Girl boots and all. It's fucking Kirby, man. It's Kirby, y'all. I love... Listen, like I said, I called it. I knew Kirby wasn't dead. We never saw her die. We just saw her wincing on the ground, bleeding out. Um, even Scream 5 confirmed it because on the somebody's laptop or whatever it was, you see a little slide along the side of the screen where... Um, you know, it says Kirby Reed, Survivor Speaks Out, or some shit like that, but I, I love Kirby in Scream 4. She's one of the best characters in the entire franchise, and it was a shame that we seemingly saw her go in Part 4, but to bring her back, that was that was one of the smartest moves they ever could have made. I, I love her character so much. Yeah. Let's go. This mask at the bodega. DNA traces of two individuals, Charlie Walker and Joe Roberts, both deceased. Ghostface killers of 2011. Charlie Walker gave me this. Like I said, I take a special show, show it again. Is this the mask he was I feel like um, Chris Tucker in Rush Hour when she showed the, the badge on her bra. He's like, let me see that again. I, I didn't get a good look at that. Killers who came before. Maybe he believes Sam's the latest in a long line. Yeah. Good luck with that. We're getting out of town. Well, I'm sorry, that's not possible. You're both persons of interest in the double homicide, so you're not allowed to leave town. Sorry. Are you serious? He's right. But if we work together, we're we gone. Can... Yeah, they like, fuck y'all. We get that music again. That's the music they play like when Sydney's being questioned by everybody. Yeah, we know. That loud-ass blazer. I love Gail Weathers, though. She's she's awesome. Ooh! Nice try, sweetie. But I've done this dance before. Tara. It's always the younger siblings, man. Are you really still mad at me? You said you wouldn't write a book about what happened. And then you wrote a book about what happened. Come on. Somebody was going to write about it. That's what I do. I heard you couldn't sell the movie rights. It's it's all about true crime limited series these days. After everything we went through together. Uh, that, that's true. What would you think? You watch your motherfucking mouth. That's a low blow. So was your book. You called me unstable and a born killer. That's I mean, if the shoe that's fits. literally a quote. You don't think what you wrote has something to do with what's happening to us? Come on. Hey, I talked to Sydney. She's not coming here, is she? No. She's like, hell no. Uh, they didn't pay her enough money for the sequel, so she decided to opt out. And I love that there aren't, like, listen, um, you can't really have a Scream sequel without mentioning Sidney Prescott, but I love that they're not using her as a crutch and just referencing Sidney and the original Sidney story arc 10,000 times throughout the movie. I, I love that they let this movie function on its own. We get mentions of her once or twice, and we just let it be that. 
I love that he's watching the original Invasion of Body Snatchers. Rest in peace. Shout out to, uh, I think that's Kevin McCarthy. You're next. You're next. I got to go back and watch that movie. That's a universal knock right there. Do, 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 do. What is it? Do, do. First of all, why why would you even just the silhouette alone outside that door? Like I'm not walking towards that shit. You're you look disturbed. Trick or treating, you know. Oh. Jesus. I love how he just, like, as he was falling, he wanted to grab a hold of something, but he couldn't because he knew he was in the process of dying. Gotta have red right hand. Wouldn't be Mindy without some type of monologue. Calling the killers last time. It's fine. Okay. The way I see it, someone is out to make a sequel to the requel. Um, what's a requel? You're beautiful, sweetie. Let's hold questions to the end. Stab one took place in Woodsboro. Stab two took place in college. So do we think that the killer is trying to copy the movies? That is one possibility. Heroes now in college. Check. Suspicious new characters brought in to round out the suspect list and or body count. Check, check, and check. I don't like this. But it can't just be about step two. Why not? It would make sense if this were just a sequel. But we're not in a sequel because nobody just makes sequels anymore. This is true. We're in a franchise, and there are certain rules to a continuing franchise. I had a feeling. Rule one. Everything is bigger than last time. Bigger budget, bigger cast, bigger body count, longer chases, shootouts. You know what? I just realized how much I love her shirt. It says strong femme lead. Whatever happened last That's fucking time, great. expect the opposite. Franchises only survive by subverting expectations. If the killers last time were whiny snowflake film nerds with letterboxed accounts instead of personalities, you can bet the opposite will be true here. And rule three, no one is safe. Legacy characters, cannon fodder at this point. Usually brought back only to be killed off in some cheap bid for nostalgia. It's not looking too good for Galen Kirby. Oh, and that's not even the worst part. This is the part where she tells us the worst part. The worst part <laughs> is franchises are just continuing episodic installments designed to boost an IP. Which means main characters are completely expendable now too. Laurie Strode. Nancy Thompson, Ellen Ripley, Sally Hardesty, yep. Jigsaw, Tony Stark, James Bond, I mean, even Luke Skywalker all died, so their franchises could live on. Nah, because they keep bringing Jigsaw back. Tobin Bell, that reminds me, like, I'm so irked that Tobin Bell is back for Saw 10. Like, can we gotta move past that shit. Spiral was perfectly fine without him. Again, we keep using these, these characters as a crutch because they can't make, you know... Strong standalone films without them, I guess. That was a weird overshare, but it brings us to our current suspects. Ethan, 
like a shy, dorky guy who no one suspects because he's so shy and dorky. Okay, wait, wh why am I on the suspect list? Because I'm randomly Chad's roommate? Roommate lotteries can be juked. You could have fixed it to get next to us. Yeah? The slutty roommate. A horror movie classic. Sex positive, but thank you? Mm-hmm. Um, she looks like she belongs on Friday the 13th. Yeah. I don't know if it's the like the redhead thing. She reminds me like her hair um, reminds me of the hair. What's that girl's name? Robin from Friday Thirteen Part Seven. This is true. This is very true. So we have our rules. And we have our suspects. Wait, wait, wait. What about you guys? I mean, I think it's pretty safe to rule out the four of us who went through this last year in Woodsboro. Agreed. Um, not agreed. What if the trauma you all went through caused one or, or more of you to snap? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the fame you got from the killings made you thirsty for more. I mean, to be honest here, some of the theories online about Sam are... Don't you fucking dare. Okay, <laughs> she's right, though. I mean, face facts. If we're all suspects, you're all suspects. Well, if I'm a suspect, you're a suspect. Yo, and that line, you know, the fact that I said that, it remind, it did remind me of when Randy said that to Dewey in Scream 2, where they're in the cafeteria. I think um, Annika's blazer color is the same color as Randy's blazer in Scream 2 during that sequence. I, listen, I'm just I'm trying to make connections here. It's pretty messed up. He turned her in for making threatening remarks. Ended up dead. And guess which patient's notes were stolen? Lori Schroeds? So Sam kills her own alibi and steals her own session notes. Maybe. Another mask was found at the scene. It's a DNA match for Roman Bridger. The ghost face who was directing Stab 3. It's like he's leaving his real-life franchise Easter eggs. Like dropping the killer's masks in reverse. Looks like he's counting down to something. What happens when he gets to one? Whole city explodes. So we've had See, look at that chart right there, man. Put some fucking spec on Scream 3's name, man. It's the only entry in the franchise where there was one killer. Sure, he teleported every once in the blue moon, but what killer doesn't? Roman was putting in all the work by himself. Roman Bridger was the only single ghost face. Kudos to him for ambition. Yep. His mask Don't write it off. Strikes. It just leaves Mickey Altieri, Nancy Loomis, Dumacher. Billy Loomis. Was that a picture of Tim Oliphant from Go? Yeah, well, whoever's doing this is leading us back to Sam. I will check in later and tell your daughter to stay sharp. Proximity to the Carpenters is proximity to ghost face. Hey, Jack, you call the Atlanta field office. Dig up what you can on Agent Reed. Here we go. I think you should get out of the city. You know, considering what happened to you last time. I, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to go. What, did he get stabbed seven times last time? Chad is built for tough, man. You better recognize. I don't think I'm going anywhere. 
make out already? Mindy, that is so inappropriate. Dude. Well, it's got. true, though. Get it over with. Here you go. Down? Yep. We do not have to stay here. Well, but I love that they're all sticking together, man. This will be so fun. A little slumber party with the core four. Core four? That's yeah. right. Did you just give us a nickname? Well, I sure did. I mean, we've been through a lot together, and it's a pretty cool nickname. That's to me. It is, though. I hate that they try to play them. Give yourself a nickname, Dingus. Oh, of course I can, Dingus, because I just did. Core four, up top. No. Down low. Get that away from me. Please, for the love of God. Don't do it. <laughs> you know, I would actually like a little more respect oh and support from my fellow members of the Guys, what the hell? We're hearing from sources inside the homicide division that the prime suspect is none other than Samantha Carpenter. Oh my god. Of the Woodsboro killings in 2022, seen here attacking a woman on the street last night. Oh my god. The way the media tweaks footage, man. All right, so I, I got a, a really important question here. Uh, who the fuck is splitting that bottle of wine with all those people in that apartment? Because if I'm going through that shit, you know, as far as ghost face is concerned, I'm, I'm facing that bottle. I'm taking that whole bottle down. I won't even pour glasses of it. I'll just, I'll just drink it straight from the bottle. And I'm really, really sorry that you have to do that alone. Are you? This is such a great moment, man, because, you know, you know, you get these movies where like if you get characters that survive together, you don't get too many moments like this where they acknowledge the shit that they've been through. Uh, you do get it in the screen movies like with, with Dewey, Gale and Sydney, but um, it's, it's just a good moment with these four. I, any, any moment with these four together. I, I love it. I think this guy just was like, yeah, he told the directors, like, can I have a scene where I'm just topless? The police. Yeah. Uh, I would have threw something at the window. This is an intense sequence, man. This this sequence was crazy. 
its pH balance for women. He doesn't care. Poor Danny. Oh my god, Quinn and her gentleman caller are back at it again. Uh, Getting it too? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Everybody got the same chain letter. So what did the guy have all their numbers and sent it to them? First of all, I would have had to assume Quinn was already dead, so I would have just got the fuck out of there. Chad had the right idea. And good job, Annika, for at least trying to fight back. Poor girl. Oof. Oh, my God. Ooh, he was going to cut that poor girl in half. Look, it's too many weapons around the crib. is selling it man like in a lot of movies somebody would get sliced on the arm and they wouldn't even you know just they would just be like yeah i'm all right man let's get out of there but mindy's selling it she's like yo i'm bleeding out and getting lightheaded yeah this this shit this shit was intense man You know, I know Mindy's hurting, but Annika's like he—he he really tried to to slitter from groin to sternum. Ooh, that's a nice vertigo type of shot right there. Jesus. Now, like I said in the, in the trailer reaction I did, this was a Judgment Night. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional, but this reminded me of Judgment Night, crawling across the ladder. I'd have been like, do we have time to draw straws? Because I need to get the fuck up out of here. It's a long way down. Something gonna break if you fall either way. Woo! I would have shimmied my way across that shit so fast. Oh my god, the way she's bleeding out. Woo. Come 
Good for you, Danny. Ghostface is struggling with that fucking door, man. He's no Jason Voorhees. Come on, listen. Your entrails are about to fall out. You talking about something? I'll be right behind you. I'm sorry, but the one thing I was thinking, I was like, Mindy, Mindy better be okay. But we saw in the TV spots how this was kind of going to play out. What would have made this crazier is if her insides actually were spilling out as she was crawling across that ladder. The music lets you know what time it was, man. Turned that shit into a roller coaster ride. And the fact that she's saying, I don't want to die, my God, man. Oh, fuck. She should have just clamped it like she should have like she was riding a bull or something. Should have just held on for dear life. Oh. Whoo. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my God. Fuck. Shout out to whoever did the score for this. I don't know if it was Tyler Bates or what, but uh, they killed this score for this movie. I'm not going to lie. I was so bothered to see Sam smoking a cigarette in this scene. It's like, honey, I know you're, I know you're stressed out, but... I don't know. That's the that's the prude in me, people. Um, what am I? Nine years cigarette free, and fucking proud of it. You know. Someone took our knives, so we couldn't fight back. I don't know who I can trust. Then don't trust anyone. Not your friends, not me, not anyone. He's like, I had to whisper that to you so they couldn't hear me. And here comes this fucker. Pencil neck ass Ethan Landry. Where were you? To what, when? Last night. But I, I had econ. You know this. Bullshit, man. You disappeared. My sister almost gets killed. Dude, I was in a That's who he looks like. He looks like the dude from Waiting. The dude that snapped at the party where he's like, nobody's let me talk this entire fucking movie. He said, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Join the fucking army or something. God damn. He looks like that dude. The dude who who they didn't they literally didn't let him talk through the entire movie and he went off on everybody. Except the guy who couldn't pee. That's who he looks like. I knew it was somebody. I I just couldn't figure it out, man. I'm gonna be right back. 
Detective Bailey's like, who's going to clean up my daughter's room? So much blood in there. I'm really sorry about He just channeled his inner Christian Bale. You die. I swear to God. No, You're up the gun. Truce, okay? I'm, I'm here for whatever you need. Okay, nice try. Really, I am. Listen, say what you want about Gail Weathers and Courtney Cox in general. She's got some of the most piercing eyes I've ever seen. She's got those uh, Bryce Dallas Howard eyes. Thank you. I mean, sorry I punched you. Maybe not. I'm not. You're the cop, right? I did some digging on your Thank God she didn't have like a Lori Strode moment. Like, y'all remember when Lori Strode saw Dr. Sartain in Halloween 2018 and she was like, you're the new Loomis. God, that was the most cringeworthy shit I've ever heard. But I'm glad she didn't say like, you know, you're Dewey 2.0. I'm 30. Well, you look like a psycho. I have a gun, Gail. Okay, fine. You're going to want to see this too. Jason and Greg were little Atlanta rich boys. Apparently they used fake names to rent this place. How did you find it? It's called investigative journalism for a reason. How didn't you find it? Weren't you tracking them? I went through their financial records dozens of times. This was not in any of them. It doesn't make sense. Don't worry. I'm just really good at my job. We'll get there. That's right. She's more like Gail from the original movie and uh, part three. What is this place? What's with all the security? But somebody, uh, there was a post on Instagram that said Gail Weathers is, is one of the most like underrated or underappreciated final girls in slasher franchises. And I agree. You know, there is Sidney Prescott as far as his franchise is concerned, but Gail has literally survived everything stabbing being shot this room this was a, a scream fanatics like wet dream right here because it's easter egg central man i remember i saw this in the trailer and i was like oh that's tatum's outfit oh that's billy's robe and or not billy's robe but Stu's robe and oh that's from this scream and that's from that scream. like i loved this sequence the fucking fax machine the burnt up fax machine from scream 3 Jill's shirt from part four. Um, Jill's boyfriend's outfit. What's his name? Um, Stephen Orth's outfit from the first movie. Chad, this is Uncle Randy's. Randy's. That's Billy's. Um, Billy's bloody ass stabbed up shirt from the first movie. Like they, they got everything in there. You all have been through so much. Is that Do no, that's not Dewey's outfit. The cop outfit was um I think the cops that were killed in, you know, Anthony Anderson and Adam Brody in part four. Poor Dewey. Dewey. How'd they get all this stuff? Oh, and that's the pot the pan that Ghostface hit stone with. Patrick Warburton's character when he stabbed him in the back in the trailer when he was in Dewey's trailer and you know knocked him out with the fucking frying pan. Yeah. 
Am I here exactly? My alibi checks out. So I can keep an eye on you, Rumi. The killer must have found this place before he murdered Jason and Greg, and then he took the masks off the mannequins. All nine, from Stu and Billy to Amber and Richie. Mm-hmm. Got the axe in the background that Sydney used, at, you know, at the end of Scream 2. We get D.H. Pasty Face Billy Loomis again. Billy and Sam, Team Loomis, get ready to slice up more motherfuckers. You can tell he's, you know, Skeet Orridge is older, but they de-aged him with the effects, and it just, I don't know, it looks weird. It's cool to see him. Like, it, it adds to the fact that Sam Carpenter is fucked up, man. She's her father's daughter. What are you doing? But she's, she's not right in the head. Masterminded Woodsboro. If this were a normal stab movie, this would be the killer's lair. Which means this isn't a normal stab movie. Never is. TV that killed Stumacher. If you believe he's dead. That motherfucker's dead. This scene had to happen. It's been set. I love this. This had to happen. Best Nightmare on Elm Street. The original. Best yeah, but. Friday the 13th. Part Final 2. Chapter. No, it's Jason Lives, actually. Had a crush on Corey Feldman. Okay, respect. <laughs> Psycho 2 is underrated. It is. For sure. Candyman. The original or equal? Both. Both and, uh, let's show some respect to... Okay. Farewell to the Flesh. I think this, the second movie was pretty decent. The third one, and people don't like to talk about it, and I can see why. If y'all have not seen that third Candyman, like, uh, shout out to Tony Todd, man. He's a milestone, a staple in the horror genre. But Candyman 3 is one of the worst pieces of shit ever. Tony Todd couldn't even save that movie. I don't want to be a part of this. Nick Corey, uh, the, the dude that played, um, oh, what was his name? Rod in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. He's in Candyman 3. Donna DeErico plays the lead actress, and somebody told her, like, her tits would do the acting for her. That seemed intense. Ever since I came back into her life, I just made a mess of it. Yeah, you did. Where's your mother in all this? She's like, I don't know. The studio's trying to figure out if Selma Hayek's going to agree to the movie or not. There was, um, I think Jenna Ortega said that she wanted Selma Hayek to play her, you know, Sam and Tara's mom in the next screen. And then, lo and behold, at one of the gala, the Met Galas or whatever, the award ceremony, whatever the fuck it was, Jenna Ortega took a picture with Selma Hayek. And I'm like, yo, that's right. Put the bug in her ear and network. I would love to see Selma Hayek in Scream 7. Absolutely. Here we go with that Dewey music. Find 
That's a good moment. That was a good moment because um, Gail really cares about people. You know, at, at the end of the day, man. Yeah, she's 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 bitchy and you know she she can be a tad bit conniving with how she handles things, but she genuinely cares about what's going on. When I recovered, I got mad. I didn't want to spend the rest of my life being afraid of monsters. I wanted the monsters to be afraid of me. I like that. Sorry to interrupt. I think I might have an idea about how to turn the tables on this creep. Yeah, we're in. Sorry, Gail. No press allowed. Police business. I'm good at my job, too. You should have stayed with the others. It's not going to happen. There's no point in both of us putting ourselves at risk. I'm not... Back up. So we're really doing the phone tracing thing that never works in the movies. It'll be all, keep him talking, Sam. Two more minutes. I've almost got him. And then he hangs up just before we can get a lock. I. Her shirt always oh. says something. Mindy's shirt says Lavender Menace. Well, you've got them out there as bait. Because the killer usually calls from somewhere nearby. And you think they're safe because it's broad daylight in a public place? Look, I am here, okay? And so is Bailey. This is exactly how our Uncle Randy died. Broad daylight. Public place. Yanked into a van. Stab, stab, stab. No more Randy. I mean, technically she cut his throat, too, if you wanted. Hey, Sam. Stay frosty out there, okay? We're good. You know, there was like a draft of the script. I think it was Scream 3 where they tried to say that Randy survived the attack in Scream 2 and he went into like the witness protection program or something. Like some things you got to call bullshit on. Like for real. Randy is dead. Stu is dead. Like everybody, you know, I appreciate that everybody theorizes. We all do it. But the whole Stu is going to be in Scream 6. Like I'm like, nah, I'm not buying it. Severe head trauma and electrocution simultaneously. It's like, all right, man. No. Nah. Unless we find you first. For a mastermind, you're not very bright. Waiting for me to call, desperately hoping I'm nearby so the police can grab me. But I'm not nearby. I'm a step ahead. Be seeing you, Samantha. Did you get it? Yep. Geolocation coming through right now. He's on the Upper West Side. He's inside an apartment building halfway across the city. On West 96? How did you know that? Gail. No press. Bitch, last time I saw you, you were in Glee Club. <laughs> Forgive me if I don't trust you to keep them safe. Here you go, baby. Thanks. Uh, listen, let me tell you something. Who the fuck is this guy? Gail Weathers' black boyfriend all of a sudden. Like, this, if you talk about cannon fodder in a screen movie, this motherfucker was brought on board just to die. Just to get killed. Like, I don't know if Gail just needed him for the sex or what, but he's just like, here you go, baby, here's a drink. Then the phone rings later on, and he's like, it's for you, baby. And he gets fucking killed. One of the, wor one of the most worthless characters in the, in the franchise. Nothing against the actor, 
but I would have asked Radio Silence, like, yo, can I get something to do? Like, can I get some more lines? Can I get the kiss girl wet? Like, can I can I do something? Damn. You Andre Drummond looking motherfucker. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just I just didn't see the like she could she was better off living on her own. I just didn't understand what his purpose was other than to get killed and answer the phone. Now, don't get me wrong, like, he, like, he set up one of the things that the franchise has never seen and one of the things that the franchise needed, which was a phone conversation between Gail and Ghostface. We hadn't seen this before. So, what's your motive this time? Are you angry at the movies, or are you just trying to stay relevant? Well, I could ask you the same. Don't you know the legacy characters are disposable now? Nobody cares about last century's heroes. And why bother with me at all? Call it nostalgia. Or maybe you deserve to be punished for all that money you made off the misery of others. Maybe it's time someone made a buck reporting your death. You know you're like the tenth guy to try this, right? And spoiler alert, it never works out for the dipshit in the mask. Oh, but they certainly leave a mark before they go, don't they? Richie and Amber managed to butcher Dewey. And as big and muscular as that dude is, who, who was behind the ghost face costume to, to, to just muscle him the way that he did? Whoever loved you. Fuck you. How does it feel to know that you weren't there for him at the end? <laughs> Not there to give him comfort as he died screaming in his own gut. You're the one who's gonna die screaming. I mean, technically, he didn't die screaming. That's debatable. Oh. Oof. There you go. You know, and another thing, when Ghostface gets people that he really wants to kill, he or she wants to kill, motherfucker gets cement shoes all of a sudden. There you go, shorty. By the way, Gail Weathers' apartment, it's it's amazing. scared the shit out of Gale for a second. I don't know if I would have shot through the door or if I would have like let Ghostface run in and then just fired off. But you getting you you getting the whole clip, best believe. You win. I'm in the elevator heading for the ground floor. Arm, leg, leg, arm, head. And I'm, I'm dumping the rest off in the skull. Maybe you did hit me. Maybe I'm wounded. Or maybe I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. That's why I'm going to shoot you in the Head. That's right. This was a tense moment because I, I I wasn't sure where Ghostface was going to pop up and get Gail. And when I saw that she finally got a phone call and gets attacked in the trailer, 
uh, I I was like, yeah, this this ain't gonna end well. I'm I'm scared for Gail. And they didn't. She don't give a shit about that dude. Can you hold, please? Huh? I love Ghostface's reaction. He's like, huh? Whoa. Oh. Oh, Gail. Jesus. There you go. She's like, sure, the coffee table fall definitely killed him. She should have moved way faster than that. Oof. Oh, that's three stabs, baby girl. At this point, I'm like, no. I was like, fuck no. It can't be happening. I thought he was going to slow stab her in the skull. Gail's been stabbed like over a dozen times easily in this franchise. He was She's been like shot twice, if I'm not mistaken. Stabbed once in Scream 4. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, I, I started to tear up. When she closed her eyes like this, I was like, no, no, no. Can't be happening. Sam's reaction was my reaction. I'm just like, no. I said, no, you can't go. I was like, yes. She survived. It's like Cotton said in Scream 2. He's like, Jesus, Gail, you got more lives than a cat. And he meant that shit. So I think that means that, look, if we bring Gail back for Scream 7, just have her in a very minor role so she survives. Fuck that. Did you? Shut up, little sister. I love that moment because it's like, you know, they're all this, they're leaning their heads on, you know, 
Chad and Tara are leaning their heads on, um, you know, on Mindy, like, she's the, the big sibling, like, she's the alpha female for a second, that was a really sad and sweet moment. Me. So maybe I let him. I'll just give myself up. If this is what I have to do to keep you safe, it's worth it. No, we're not doing this, Sam. All right, you went back to Woodsboro to protect me. Every single day you make the decision to protect me. None of us would even be alive if it weren't for you. It's a lot of you pressure. Have to let us protect you this time. We're a team, remember? Actually, we're a family. Let's go. Core four. Come on. Core four. Come on. Core what? It's an us thing. <laughs> He's gonna keep coming after us. Isn't there somewhere like safe we could just hole up in? No, shut He's up. Keep finding us. Even Mindy's looking at him like, shut the fuck up. We could use that though. Asked you down for not dropping the case, and now you want me to do what? Pause. Want to lure him to a secure location and trap him inside. And then what? We execute him. Are you gonna help us? She's like, hello. Let's kill the son of a bitch. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm uh, watching Love and Hip Hop. It's got heavy surveillance and security cameras, but we can use that against him. I'll tell Kirby to meet you there, and I'll join you as soon as I can. Got it. And remember, travel in public. The more people around you, the less chance he has to take a shot at you before you get there. Tuh! <laughs> oh, is the ready or not costume? Pretty sure there's a lot of costumes I'm going to miss. God, I hate when there's crowds of people getting on and off public transportation like this. Just get off the fire. Oh, my God. They just left Mindy behind. You did it on purpose, Chad. Sibling rivalry. Now, I don't know if New York transportation is different, but, you know, if it was Philly, like the Broad Street line, we could just wait for the next train or catch the express and, you know, get off at a certain stop to catch up to the local train. <laughs> I love Mindy's like, yo, leave me alone, man. You look creepy as fuck. Oh God, that made him a. That was a good red herring moment right there. There goes Michael Myers mask. It's not a bad Michael mask right there either. Yep, pinhead. There's the mask from Creep. Somebody's dressed like Freddy Krueger. God damn. God damn.
she's looking at Ethan like this motherfucker just won't go away. Oh, they're dressed like the tethers from uh from Jordan Peele's Us movie. Somebody got a Jason mask sitting down. I'm trying to spot out all the. I never noticed that she said, they said, are you on the train? She said, yes, with Ethan, a.k.a. Ghostface. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. I mean, God forgive one of the, I said God forgive, God forbid one of the men give their seat up for Mindy. That would be too, uh, too chivalrous, I guess. Literally like an Easter egg hunt on this train. Now I, I downplayed it uh, when the teaser trailer showed this sequence, but watching it unfold, um, you know how lengthy it was. It's it's pretty decent. It's not bad. Ghostface just gets closer and closer. At this point, I'm going to just fucking crouch down. I'm going to crouch down and let him run right into that train window. Oh, somebody's got the jigsaw puppet mask on. Oh, 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 Mindy. Oof. I'd have been pissed. I'd have been like, yo, I just keep getting stabbed.
somebody getting, you know, within inches of getting murdered and they just sleep. Mindy's selling it, man. She all her injuries, she sells them. Hey, I talked to Bailey. I've got everything set up. Where are Mindy and Ethan? They're five minutes behind us. Let's get you all inside. Not you. What? Don't trust anyone. Remember? We don't know you. I'd have been like, all right, well, you know what? Don't know me. Don't know me. When Ghostface come after your ass, don't know me either. Flip flopping ass. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I get it. I get it. Be safe, okay? I'd have been like, be safe. And I'd have gave her a kiss, like, uh, be safe for sure, because we're breaking up at this point. Uh, don't, don't come back for me in the sequel. I'm not sending help and none of that other shit. I mean, I get it, cause she does. She can't really trust anybody either. I'm gonna check in with Mindy, see if they're close. Let's split up. says we're safe here it means you're not no billy just can't stay dead sam grab a weapon and clear this place yourself you know i'm right you know i recently watched the craft skeet ulrich funny enough and nev campbell were in that movie together too and skeet ulrich is just the biggest fucking dickhead in that movie Then ends up, you know, getting the love spell put on him. But, you know, he's a he's a piece of shit in that movie. And he definitely tries to take advantage of Sarah. Um, but he, he gets his comeuppance, man. Hello? Get everyone out of there, Sam. You're not safe. You heard from me and 
Atlanta field office. They said Agent Reed's been on a downward spiral ever since the Woodsboro murders last year. What are you talking about? They fired Kirby two months ago for being mentally unstable. She's no longer with the FBI. Oh, no. Good little plot twist. One of the things that I took for granted when these trailers were dropping for this movie is the fact that, you know, it, it didn't occur to me until like the movie was about to come out. And I said, hold up. Scream 6, the final act of this movie, we very well may see a final act sequence in this movie that takes place in an abandoned movie theater. And I feel like if there's any place to put a final act, you know, as far as a setting in a Scream movie, it's, it's an abandoned movie theater. This was fucking genius. And it's a great third act. The reveals, like when we get there, I'll I'll talk about the reveals. But shit's about to hit the fucking fan and never let up. This, this is a good little moment right here, too. I actually Shut up and kiss me. It was long overdue, man. It had to happen. And I love that he just went in for the kill. You know, you can either... If you go in for the kill for a kiss, fellas... You know, one of two things are going to happen. You know, you're either going to get a girl that, that goes along with it... Or you're going to get slapped in the face. Hey! And Chad pulls his weight in this sequence, man. Chad gets to get busy a little bit, and I love it. That's right. Protect your girl. I love the way she delivered that line. Like, she was so unsure. Now, was that Kenny's camera from Scream 1? There you go. I'm telling you, man, Chad ain't no joke in this sequence. He's doing everything he can. There you go. There you go. And I love that they help him. This shit I did not see coming. I was like, yo. This? <laughs> when the second ghost face popped up, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, and he's getting prison shanked at the same time. Oof. Tore his ass up. Woo! And that, listen. Oof. I get chills when they do the double blade swipe the simultaneous blade swipe yo that was so badass man she's like look these bricks are the only thing we got
I love how they just scurried away like cats. This part, I was like, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Great job. Didn't see it coming. I'm not going to lie. Um, but these reveals, man, I, I, it's one of the reasons I gave it the rating I did give it. I remember boosting my rating a little bit, but this, this when he takes that mask off and we see his Ethan, I I'm just like, all right, man. Like, all I had to do to meet you was room with a conceited, condescending alpha, literally named Chad. Fuck, it felt good to kill him. This was your grandmother, Sam. Nancy Loomis. Really runs in your fucking family, doesn't it? Speaking of family, wait for it. My name's not Ethan Landry, is it? <laughs> Dad? Wait, if it's you two, that just leaves. Randy! Mindy? I would have rather preferred it was Mindy, honestly. Hey, Rumi. No, I didn't see it coming. Like, with Quinn, I didn't see that coming either. But I was just like, I'm, I'm like... I'm like, these reveals, I, I didn't like them. I didn't like the reveals. The reveals did grow on me like I don't I don't mind them as much but I'm telling y'all when I first saw this I'm like this is horse shit the motives are cool. The motives go back to, you know, Scream one, uh, Scream 2, rather. Just good old-fashioned revenge, like Mrs. Loomis said. Oh. You stay the fuck away from her! Come on. 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 Miss Sex Positive over there. To turn Sam from the hero of Woodsboro into the villain. How easy it is to convince the world to believe the worst in people rather than the best. Because it's not enough to just kill someone these days. You have to assassinate their character first. This is true. So when Dad here discovers your horribly mutilated body, posed with Sam wearing her father's mask, He'll see some poor dumb bastard read on the internet that you're the real ghost face and took matters into their own deluded hands. Exactly, that's why it's a perfect alibi. And all the best lies are based on the truth. And you're a killer, just like your father. No, I'm not! Yes, you are, you mother of 
Fucker, you killed our brother! Wah, wah, wah. Your brother died in a car accident. No, 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 no. He's with Dante. He died in Woodsboro. At the hands of your bitch sister. So you try to kill me because I killed your brother who was a serial killer? You're Richie's family. Doesn't quite add up for me. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Right. Same shit Sydney said to Mrs. Loomis. You know, she's like, you abandoned Billy. You know what I'm saying? And, and now you want to pop up like, you took my son from me. You didn't give a fuck about him prior. For me, they're just a little dark. But. But she really loved him. He made a few of his own. Did you know? Richie's movies suck, by the way. It's about the same quality as Uwe Boll's movies. There's a very special bond between a father and his first son. Which is why I helped him build this collection. This was all his? Yes, he's a very passionate collector. And he inspired others. Uh, we had to kill those two wannabe film students because, well, we had to kill you first, Sam. I put the theater in their name. Then good old Detective Bailey would have just stumbled on it, but I didn't have to because, by golly, that Gail Weathers is one hell of a journalist. This is true. I built a tribute to my son. Which is why this is where you have to die, Sam. Surrounded by all the things he loved the most. You know, one of the things that the killers just when never fucking learn about um, <laughs> throughout the series, this monologue shit always gets y'all caught up. What does he keep talking about? He keep talking all fast and shit. Put on the suit. He really seemed crazy in, he when he said that line. Who made his girlfriend do all the killing? He was a strong, virile young man. He was a limp dick little fuck. My goodness. Kiss your mother with that mouth? Boom. Oh yeah. Oof. I keep forgetting she knocked her teeth out with that brick. Oh. One of the things I love about the Scream movies, these, these people get fucked up, man. God. It's like, Sam, stop stabbing him. Let's go. But yeah, these characters get fucked up. They get shot. Like Randy said in, in Scream 2, people get robbed, shot, mind murdered. But they come out of these uh, these third acts a bloody mess, man. Ooh, 
Oh! It's a bullseye. This third act overall, man, you know, reveals a side. Like I said, the reveals grew me, but this shit's pretty. It, it, like I said, it doesn't let up, man. Now I'm not gonna lie. When I was like breaking down trailers and you know looking at frames and stuff like stuff like that, I, um, I thought that uh, Tara was gonna end up being the killer. I thought this sequence here was going to be the killer reveal for Tara. Oh. Oh, la 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 la. la. Him getting stabbed in the throat like that makes me wonder what type of lifestyle Ethan actually led. Oh, God. Ugh. And Tara kind of likes it. It's hereditary. Hmm. Night, night. Right in front of her, Pop. Always gotta shoot him in the head. Oh my God! It, it's it, it's it's yeah. Jesus. That sound always bothers me in movies, like when people get hit by something or they fall and they hear that ringing. It reminds me of the Friday the 13th reboot where that girl gets hit by the speedboat and it's, it literally sounds like that, but just with water all sloshing around. It's really effective. Sam didn't even bother to block her number. <laughs> Hello, Detective Bailey. I've got one question for you. Yeah? What's that? Come on. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> favorite scary movie? I'm asking because you're in one now. You're in my movie. What a waste of bullets. See you've put on your true face, huh? Your birthright. Poetic that you're gonna die in it. This is what you wanted, isn't it? He's just shooting shit at this point. Now you know the truth, huh? Murder's in your blood. Stop fucking around and show yourself! Be careful what you wish for. I'm a fucking police officer. How do you think this is gonna go, Sam? Who do you think they're gonna believe, huh? Probably the one who's still alive. Ah! 
He's like, up, oh, she's behind me, isn't she? Oh. Jesus. Fuck. She's like, I'm going to stab you here, 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 here. Tara's like, girl, what the fuck you doing? Shit, no, he the Bailey got to go. Fuckers got to go. Thank you. Nah, that fucker's got to go. Tara looked at her. She was like, come on now, you know you know what we get. You know how we do. Nah, I, I wouldn't even be done after that. Thanks. Thanks. I would not be done after that. We gonna kick that motherfucker's ass all over Dreamland. No. That was a nice needle drop right there. I didn't expect him to play Red Right Hand again. Did it need it to get played twice in us a, a Scream Six? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't know if they, if they needle dropped it for the movie or if they needle dropped it because now Richie's movie is still playing in the background and his, uh, credits are rolling. I'm not sure, but I, it, it works, I guess. I'm trying to think, I think they played it once in Scream 1. They played it in Scream 3. Thank you for letting me go. They played in Scream 5 when Kyle Gallner's character gets killed. I want to be in your life, but only as much as you want me to be. I want you to be. No. I promise you I'm going to get so much therapy after this. I'm serious. We're going to get through this. There's actually rumors circulating that Jenna Ortega's, uh, Be she's in Beetlejuice too, by the way. Um, there's, there oh shit, forgot all about this shit. There you go. I saw that in a scary movie once. I bet you did. There's rumors that because Jenna Ortega's about to be in Beetlejuice too. Um, that it's going to be scheduling conflicts with, with that movie and this one. So I don't, you know, they're saying she might not be in it. No, she'll be in it for sure. I, it's just a matter of how much she'll be in it. I thought you might need some reinforcements. And I called Mount Sinai and Mindy and Gail are going to be okay. Mindy's on her way here now. They couldn't stop her. My bad, cute boy. Thanks. So the boyfriend actually turned out to be a decent guy, man. Kirby's like, I came back in this movie just to get fucked up again. We're all part of the same fucked up family now. Yeah. And legacy doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Okay. Hey. It's just Chad. 
Let's go, kid. I don't know if they're trying to make Chad the new Dewey, but I'm with it. Yeah, people are like, oh my God, there were no stakes to this movie. Gail didn't die. Mindy didn't die. Chad didn't die. Fuck that. The minorities survived. The brother and the sister. Chad got prison shanked by two ghost faces scissors and survived. I'm with it. The twist of the twist. I'm not gonna lie, I thought this was a twist ending when I saw the trailer. I thought that uh, Sam was gonna be the killer at some point. And somebody, I can't remember who it was on TikTok, was like, "What if they do high tension type of plot twist?" And Sam's been the killer this whole time. And I said that'd be crazy. I think they should put um, this production on hold just so Jenna Ortega can finish Beetlejuice 2 and jump back into this one. Because Beetlejuice 2 is already filming. Uh, I'm not sure when they're going to start filming Scream 7. I have no idea. Oh, people, people, people. We survived Ghostface Takes Manhattan, a.k.a. Scream 6. I'll tell y'all straight off the rip, this is a very strong 9.5 out of 10. This has all the works of a Scream movie, man. It's got the witty writing. It's got the humor. It's got, um, you know, it's got the characters. It's got the plot twists and the, the red herrings. It's got everything you want in a Scream movie. Why I can't give it a 10 is because, like I said, it grew on me, but the reveals, I was, I, I was like, oh my god. At first I gave it a 9, then I remember watching it again, and I gave it like a 9.5. And, and I think I'll stick with the 9.5. It's well-deserved, man. Um, for them to make a movie that where Sidney Prescott is not in it at all, for it to function this well, that that took a lot of balls, man, and it it, it, it works. It does. I did not miss Sydney one bit in this movie. I'm sorry. Like I said, I love Nev Campbell and I love her outside of the Scream franchise. But, you know, it's time to move on. You know, we've set up characters and story arcs that that surpassed the whole Sydney Prescott thing. We spent four movies and a fifth one in particular uh, where Sydney's just in there. And it's time to move on. It is, man. And I'm cool with, the, you know, I, I love the growth in these characters, the core four in this movie, man. And, um, you know, there, there, there are some character moments I don't like. There's some character moments where, you know, characters are fodder. You know, Gail's fucking boyfriend. I, I didn't like that at all. Um, he was just there to get killed. It, it's minor things that keep this from a 10, but it is a nine and a half nonetheless, man. I love this movie. This is probably, um, I'm trying to think, man. I've got Scream. I've got Scream 3. Then it's probably this one. It's probably Scream 6. This is top three. Uh... You know, this is probably the most vicious screen movie that we've gotten in the entire franchise. The only thing that was really fucking with this as far as like the level of, of viciousness and brutality is Scream season three. And I know a lot of people didn't like that with RJ Kyler and Kiki Palmer was in there and, um, you know, Biggie Sun was in there and it was a couple of other faces in there. But I, I know why a lot of people didn't like that. Ghostface was getting busy and it was brutal as shit. The kills were brutal as fuck. Um, but as far as the franchise goes, the actual movies, this is the most vicious scream. Uh, the tone is different. 
the setting actually it, it won me over at some point they didn't really shoot this in new york i don't think i think they shot it in in vancouver or some shit like that i really can't remember don't quote me on that people but um yeah it, it definitely it's definitely one for the books man i love how this movie turned out it was great um it, it wasn't really moments that scared me but more so like i said it has all the works of a screen movie and it's entertaining as shit it's funny it's vicious it keeps you on the edge of your seat like i said that third act sequence once it starts in that theater it does not let up that's one of the best third act chase sequences you know with chad and mindy and sam getting chased by both of the ghost faces i think that's one of the best in the in the franchise man the way this thing is put together i hope radio silence stays on board for however many movies they decide to make i don't know if they're going to make a, a you know as many as to get to a scream x i don't know but i i'm here for it you know if they keep scream is one of those franchises arguably that has no misses at all you know, every movie, even the weaker ones have all the works, you know, all the makings of a screen movie. You know, the weakest entry for me is part four. But even for there's moments I love, there's characters I love, particularly Kirby and, you know, Charlie. But I, like Scream is it's a home run every time. And they manage to keep you invested in the series, even when there's things you don't like about each movie. And that is a talent, man. Not a lot of horror franchises, uh, horror franchises, especially not a lot of them get a chance to do that you know they kind of run dry after a while they find ways to not be able to reinvent or they they don't find ways to reinvent themselves and um this one just manages to keep on ticking man this franchise has been rocking since what 96 and here we are in 2023 where you know we're still getting screen movies that are that have quality shit in them so i'm grateful for that man i'm grateful to still you know to still be able to you know see that screen movies are coming out in the theater because you know like i said i saw the first one in the theater and it was it was one of the best theater experiences i've ever i've ever had and um you know this i wish i would have seen this in the theater but it's like you know it is what it is man um people listen uh i i just really had a brain fart moment and lost my train of thought but shout out to shout out to radio silence man um you know, shout out to Kevin Williamson for, you know, overseeing the project. Rest in peace to the late, great, um, you know, Wes Craven. I Like I said, this is a movie I feel like Wes Craven would have been proud of. And the last one, too. And, you know, this this franchise misses him. There are small touches that Wes Craven used to put on these movies. But I feel like Radio Silence has done a really good job of honoring, you know, Wes Craven's legacy, man. And again, big shout out to them. Shout out to Courtney Cox and you know, um, Hayden Pantera, Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy, Brown, Mason Gooding, everybody that was involved in the making of this movie, man. Y'all know what it is, and y'all already know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Spotify for podcasters. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. More commentary and things of that nature to come, people. I, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to, you know, release these things. Uh, be on the lookout. Uh, I, I, it probably will have dropped already, but the Fast 10 review um, definitely got the commentaries. Like I said, I got to do the Super Mario Brothers. I've got to get to the requests. And it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. I don't want to jinx myself and, and let y'all know exactly what I have to do uh, as far as content goes, because it, it never y'all know how it goes, man. It never works out that way. Oh, I didn't know that. 
uh, I had forgot that the post credit scene was Mindy saying not every movie needs a post credit scene. That was genius right there. But people, y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.